0: Hi everyone, we are live here at Vaughn Sportsplex 2. I'm your host Dante DiTamasis and tonight we'll be under the the Tone Knows Everything podcast family will be known as the Soccer Report moving on. I'm here alongside my co-host Nico. Hey Dante, thank you for having me on again. This is very exciting. The first episode of the
1: Soccer Report, I want to give a quick shout out to all our sponsors, Popeye's Supplements and Vaughn, TFC on the Road, which we just came back from the Montreal trip, and it was crazy. Guys, you don't want to miss it. If TFC on the Road is having trips again, you want to be on that bus. And also nine round kickboxing, you guys want to get some good workouts in, make sure you check them out. Now Dante,
0: as everyone can see, we got some pretty dope guests on today, so why don't you take it away? Oh yeah, absolutely. Right over to my right, we have starting right back for Toronto FC, Richie Larea. We have starting left back of Forge FC, Kwame Awuwa. And of course, to complete the Sigma trio, we have Christian Samaniego. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Good, man. Good, Very good, good. Man. He's good. We're so happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. This is huge. Thank you for inviting us, guys. <laughs> I appreciate
0: it. Oh, man. So our first question will go to Richie. Uh, Richie, just tell us the difference between, well, we first off, we won't talk about Saturday. No, no, we don't talk about Saturday. Richie, didn't even play, we're, man. We're not we're, talking about Saturday. We're on the Cincinnati, okay? <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. So, basically, I just want to get your opinion on the difference between Orlando and Toronto, just in terms of lifestyle and training and family things like that.
2: Yeah, of course, um, the biggest thing is the weather between the two places, that's uh, the key, but... Uh, well, Toronto's better, right? Like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Toronto for sure.
2: Uh, uh, just um, two different clubs, uh, Toronto's been around for a while, a, a lot longer than Orlando has, so you see that the, um, the front office, the guys upstairs are doing a good job, obviously the team's coming off MLS Cup final in 2016, then winning it in 2017, so... The team's clearly doing the right thing, so I think it's, um, it's a good club, it's a team that's going to stay good for years and years to come, so I just think it's um, probably one of the top ones in the MLS without a doubt, and then obviously you have Orlando City, that's um, a new club, but I think uh, it's still an exciting project with a lot of good players there as well, so they just have some sorting to do, and I'm sure they'll be fine as well.
1: Well, Richie, too, I want to touch upon your time in Orlando a little bit because, I mean, as a kid from Canada, you grow up, you know, you watch soccer, all that, you play soccer. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but in your first MLS game, you subbed in for Kaká, right? Like, that's crazy. He's a Ballon d'Or winner. When did it switch in your head from the mentality of, okay, now these guys aren't just guys I watch anymore. These are my rivals. These are my teammates. These are guys I compete against on that daily. What's that mindset like now?
2: um obviously it changed you go from college where um it's a little bit more friendly but still has that uh, competitive edge but once you get to the pros you see that guys are um, a little bit more cutthroat in the things they do in terms of performances training habits the way they eat stuff like that so um, that's when you see all the guys around you are um, not rivals but i would say um you're competing you're competing with guys for for spots so obviously it's nice it was amazing to be playing with kaka for the two years that i got to or the year the year and a half that i got to but um i think he's obviously a top player he's a ball indoor winner like you said so it's someone you can learn from and take things from
0: awesome awesome and for the most part i mean i always wanted to ask you this how how does it feel like playing in front of friends and family
2: oh it's uh, it's amazing obviously um from here, all these guys are from here. They have similar, when you come back from college, you get to play in front of your parents, your whatever, girlfriend, friends, it's it's nice. Um, obviously, when we're away, it's a little bit lonelier because you don't really know anyone, no one's really blood, no one's really friends from the past, so it's um, it's definitely, um, it's more homey, like it's just comfortable to be playing here, you know. So, sure. so.
1: Uh, I'm gonna switch over to Kwame. Um, sure. You know, you started in New York City, Big team, now you're in the first year of the CPL with Forge, and by the way, congratulations on the win on the weekend. Thank you. That third goal, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't, Dude, tra- I beautiful. didn't it up, but. <laughs> Hey, oh my God, I could know. <laughs> it's not how you draw yeah, it up. It's, it's if, if it goes, it goes, in, goes in, in, and that went in, and That's oh my it. God, that goal was a thing of beauty. Everyone's yeah. talking about Aparicio's goal from two weeks ago. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want to hear That's about that anymore. Goal of the season. Yeah. season is yeah. that third goal in
3: that He's game. Dancing, he put
1: on his dancing. Suit, <laughs> oh, man. So, so what are some differences you could tell right away about MLS and CPL? Obviously, MLS has been around longer. This is the first year of the CPL, but Canadian soccer is starting to get on
3: the right track. Yeah. What do you see in your first year of the CPL so far? Um, I definitely see that there's a lot of quality there's a lot of quality players. Some of the guys that have played in MLS, some of the guys that have played at the highest level have come back home to play, obviously maybe to get more minutes or maybe for a new adventure. And I think that's important for Canada soccer, for guys to be playing more. For guys that are Canadian to be playing in Canada, just like how Americans in MLS get a lot of lee- like leeway in the MLS because they're American. Um, but essentially I think the qual- everybody at first was like, oh, was questioning the quality, trying to see like, oh, is it going to be competitive or is it going to be like one or two teams that is just going to dominate the whole league? But as you can see, we don't have a lot of teams, but you play against the same teams like three, four times. And the fact that you're able to consistently beat the same team and you have to change your game plan all the time, it shows a lot from the players and the quality of the coaching staff as well. So, I mean, for the first year, they're doing well. There's a lot of exposure. And I think once the there's more money pumped into it it's only going to get better it's only one year in and it's doing pretty well they're able to pay guys decent salaries some guys these salaries so it's only going to go up from well, here
1: it, yeah like you said it is one year in and i want to touch up on too because you're in you're in hamilton right yeah. um the fan base in hamilton they're passionate. Like we were talking before, like they were they're yellow and black at every game even though you guys are orange yeah. because they picked the color scheme before the jerseys were even <laughs> yeah. announced, right? What's it like playing in front of those fans and how passionate are they if people can't see it on TV? I mean, it's
3: it's crazy because like you have TFC that's like 45 minutes to an hour away, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people that if that are from Hamilton that really represent Hamilton. They don't really care about Toronto like they strictly hamilton hamilton tiger cats hamilton the badgers at, they don't they, like toronto they don't affiliate they don't affiliate all. themselves with <laughs> toronto like they don't say they're part of the gta right? like hamilton's a separate entity from toronto so i mean just that in general just, they have their own soccer team there's a lot of youth uh soccer uh teams out there and they're able to come to all the games and cheer us on and the passion's there like the first game there was like twenty thousand people and you see it from from the start and it's only gonna get better, and as long as I feel like as long as we keep winning, the fans are gonna keep, and we score goals like we did this weekend, yeah, the yeah. fans are gonna keep coming. Yeah, for so, sure. That goal's gonna be all over the place yeah. of the week. I'm telling I think, you. And I think things like that, like it just shows the quality of the league and the quality of Canadian players.
0: Yep. Okay, Kwami. Moving on to Christian. Uh, Christian, basically, we've we've grown up together. We've watched, yeah. you know, these two gentlemen here absolutely kill it. Uh, what's it like playing with these guys?
1: Well, I played with them for the majority of my life. Uh, about, I uh, say like 10 years or so. Since we were about 12, until uh, we, we all went off to college. Uh, playing, playing with them, it just made the game for me when I was playing, a lot easier. Playing with... He's lying, you know, it's the opposite,
3: well, opposite way around. You know. playing, <laughs> playing with him, was like, made the game a lot easier for me and Rich. <laughs> so,
1: so playing with them, uh, it just pushed me and my other teammates at whichever team that we were a part of to get better. Uh, we always wanted to match their level, and these, these two guys are really good at small details that a lot of kids now or a lot of players don't really take into consideration. So, And they're very, very easy, outgoing guys. So even off the field, it was very comfortable to be around them, and I'm sure you oh, yeah. know that too. Yeah. So yeah. it made everything just a lot. Yeah, you know, for for everyone that doesn't know, Dante played with all these guys as well, the host (laughs) of the Soccer Report. He played with these guys, too, so he knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Me, not so much. I played House League. But (laughs) but no, so guys, what we want to talk about, too, is 2026 World Cup is coming up. Now, Canada, it's looking like they're going to get their own in because we're hosting it, right? So that's that's big. That's why the CPL coming up is huge. But what I kind of want to talk about right now is the next World Cup. 2022. I don't know if you guys have heard or if anyone else has heard the new rules on qualifying with the hex. You don't qualify anymore to get in the hex, it's just the top six ranked in the world get in, which I think is terrible because you got El Salvador, you got Panama and Honduras ranked ahead of Canada, and I think Canada wipes the floor with them every day. And also, John Herdman, if you're watching, Richie LaRea, he's in the team. We beat Haiti, all right? Like, it's no question. It's no question. But what I'm saying is like we deserve to be in that hex. I think we are top three, top four in CONCACAF Canada right now. What are your guys' opinion on the new qualifying? I know there's still a chance for teams that are ranked seven to thirty-fifth in CONCACAF to get in there, but it's a lot harder than being in the top six. What do you guys think about that? Anyone can feel that question.
3: Um, honestly, I just read up on that. Um, the whole scheme of like the seven to thirty-five rank is really difficult for guys to get into the hex like it's almost nearly impossible there's a lot of games to play and meanwhile guys are at their clubs playing you're going to be playing multiple games with your country to multiple games with your club it's like it's climbing uphill battle it's like an uphill battle so i mean canada in my opinion yeah top top three uh team in conquer but honestly i think there's a a lot